Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A commissioner crying out, or commissioners crying as the five major college sports commissioners of the five major conferences writing letters to Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville asking Congress to fix the college landscape's NIL problem. It's interesting, the players start making money and these guys need help. But when they're raiding each other's institutions and signing $1.3 billion deals, don't need any regulation with that. Or $1.3 billion annual deals. No regulation, but help us with this problem. It's a bunch of crooks, man. What a bunch of babies. So we're going to talk about that. Weak sauce. Also, something that I'm okay with. The discussion now, college conference commissioners, again, see, criticism tough love but i'm okay with this one talking about expanding the college football playoff the sticking point is the rose bowl that's why the pac-10 voted no last time so we're going to explore that as that looks like that well it does it's going to get done it's a question of what year will it start and also serena's swan song as serena williams at the u.s open it it jogged my memory of a couple other 40 plus year olds maybe their final go round. And we're going to look at hers compared to theirs. So again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Can check us out, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Also, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. And of course, the website, HarpOnSports.com. Start off with these commissioners. All five major college conference commissioners writing a letter. Asking Tommy Tuberville, Senator Alabama, Joe Manchin, Senator West Virginia, to step in here and get this NIL thing figured out. We need nationwide legislation. This is where I, if I were a congressman, well, I'd love to be one. But if I were a senator or congressman, do your own thing. Police yourself. I wonder if they decide to break off from the NCAA, if they will reach out to Congress in the Senate and see if they will sculpt the rules for their playoff. I bet they tell them to butt out. This is fascinating to me. It is. I think this is fascinating because what's taken place over the course of the last 15 to 20 years is major college football and college basketball. The major programs have done their best to castrate and geld the NCAA at every turn. The NCAA tried to enforce things. And this is what's so funny about this. The NCAA is put in place by college athletics to monitor the situation. And then, no matter what that situation may be, but over the last 15, 20 years, what's happened is major programs don't want the NCAA sniffing around, so they basically just turned them into nothing more than a figurehead. They're like the royal family in England. And not even that, but... They, they sit around and they try to enforce rules. They get mad when they enforce the rules. And then the NCAA gets drugged in front of Congress and or the Supreme Court destroys the name, image, and likeness or the constraints that the NCAA puts on things. And the schools put them in that position. If I were the NCAA, I'd tell them to go eat it. 
but they want to keep their jobs because their self-righteousness is more important than anything else that's going on. So I, I look at this and I just kind of look around and go, what, Con, why would you get senators stay away from this? Make them do that. Make them do this on their own. But look, the reason why this is going to take place and these two guys weren't chosen by accident. Like, oh, they're big college football fans. Tommy Tuberville was the cow college right in Alabama, Alabama, bell cow, cow college, Auburn. It's like Michigan's the big boy in Michigan, Michigan State's second fiddle. Florida and Florida State. We know how this works. West Virginia, screaming for relevancy. They can't compete in the name, image, and likeness thing across the board. Not against the big boys who really can. Auburn can't compete with the Alabamas of the world and the Texases. So they're reaching out to to these two guys because here's where we're going to have to stand up for the little guy. Although every single thing about everybody in America is you make your own, you do your own, you're in charge of your own. You shouldn't need anybody's help. Now, the commissioners are going to Congress and asking for welfare and sharing of laws and rules that they can create, at least Congress can create, so they don't have to. That way they can bitch and moan and complain about the rules that were created because they didn't create them. Joe Manchin, Tommy Tuberville, tell those five commissioners to go figure it out on their own. Don't help them. Don't. Are they? It's funny about this because they, they want the NCAA or they want Congress's help with this Congress. Do they want, they want Congress's help with other things? Did they want Congress sniffing around the Penn state situation? They want that? No, not really. Do they? Huh? It's just crooked. I crooked is the wrong word. It's weak. It's weak. Bail us out and take care of this for us. So, Senator Manchin, Senator Tuberville, don't touch it. Make them do this. They are the ones that are in this position. Please help us. We don't know what to do with all these athletes. What about when you're negotiating your TV rights? You stay away from us with that. Okay. Tell me how you're worried. It's it's not fair. It's equality. You tell me how it's fair for the Big Ten. To have a $1.3 or a $7 billion deal, which each of their member institutions get $100 million, and the ACCs only get $40 million. Tell me how it's fair. Well, you're, we're worth more. So, oh, now it's a free market. NIL, it's not a free market, but now that it's you, it's a free market. Athletes, not a free market. Not fair. Us, free market, negotiate rates. We can do what we want. Turd Ferguson, baby. Capital T. Shifting gears from that to the commissioners themselves. And look, so here's where I'm looking at them saying this is ridiculous. Something that they're doing, I'm okay with. Great article in USA Today about this. About college football expansion being back on the table. People are kicking the tires on 16. It looks like we're back to 12. And the debate is, does it, if it's unanimous, they can start this puppy in two years. If it's not unanimous, it looks like it's 2026 in which they can start this thing. TV deals need to run out. They've got, it takes about, you know, you wouldn't think this, but it takes a little while to plan this, a little over a year, and they got to figure out a way to make the bowl systems happy. And look, the three conferences that voted against this last time, I want to make sure I get this right, were the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. Big Ten's not voting against it, not anymore. Why? Because they want multiple teams in this thing. At first, it was like, we can't have multiple SEC teams in this. And then the Big Ten expands to 16 teams, like, yeah, let's expand it now. Plus, and I get the Big Ten and the Pac-12s tie-in with this because it's tradition that the Rose Bowl is played at, what, 5 p.m. every single New Year's Day. 
Well, you start using the Rose Bowl as part of a playoff, and if you know you start to talk about things hitting on a Sunday, or they want to shift things around in the Rose Bowl, they want to play a semifinal game or a quarterfinal game, because what they're talking about doing with this is having the campuses host the opening round. Well, then does that mean all the playoffs take place the Christmas Eve? If you're going to play the round of eight, once you go from 12 to eight, right? Because four teams are going to get a bye. Eight teams are going to play each other. When you go from that round of four to eight, when, when are you going to play the 25th? You're going to play the 20th? When are you going to play those games, thus hitting that round of eight, which the Rose Bowl can be a part of? It's not going to be the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Although, they look, there's been some contrition on that. We've seen other teams play. Texas and Alabama played in the national championship game there a little over a decade ago. So there's some contrition and at least some sacrifices that are made with that. But overall, on this whole arcing thing, there's some still there's some questions. That's why they voted against it last time. And the ACC, I don't know why the ACC voted against it. Concerns. Revenue sharing. Okay. So this model would be the 12-team model, which would include four buys, which I'm cool with. And then five through eight would host nine through 12, which I think would be fantastic. If you could get a scenario, let's say, just use this as an example. Let's say Michigan finishes ranked fifth. And let's say Texas A&M finishes ranked 12th. I would love to see Texas A&M play a game in Ann Arbor in December 26th or December 20th. Can you imagine about the first time? Think about this. Imagine about the first time Penn State finishes ranked fifth or sixth and Florida gets to travel to Happy Valley in late December. (laughs) You know, and it's funny because, look, the SEC, you know, we're talking about like Florida and Utah. It's like they won't be able to handle the heat in the swamp. Utah won't, even though it was 100 degrees in Salt Lake City today and 87 here. But that's fine. Um, uh, Humidity. Good God. Humidity. You won't be able to have the humidity is the problem. Yeah. It's like Las Vegas. It's 110, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, you go outside and run two miles. Tell me how long you last. I, I think this is hilarious just based on the structure of it because I'm all for all that stuff. It would. I'm all for Southern teams having to play in the cold because if you're going to sit there and say, oh, you won't be able to handle the heat in the swamp, I can't wait to see how SEC teams handle 27-degree weather. Love it. Love it. I love this idea. And how they're going to do it, the six highest-ranked conference champions, so the Power Five. Now, look, if there's a Mountain West champion and a MAC champion that's ranked higher than the Pac-12 champion, Pac-12 champion's going to be on the outside looking in. See where that... So, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm actually okay with a little bit of this structure. Committee going to seat them? I'm okay with it. But, look, it's good. The Rose Bowl is the point of contention here, though. Isn't it funny that everybody wants this? They want playoff expansion for a sport that loves their traditions. Boy, they're throwing an M80 down the toilet and flushing it on uh, bowl tie-ins. <laughs> the tradition of conference championship games and locations. And, uh, like, oh, well, tradition. This sport's tradition. Let's move Florida, Georgia, out of Jacksonville. Traditions, traditions. Oh, we're going to leave this conference. You guys are full of it. Traditions. What a farce. What a farce. But again, commissioners, I'm a big no-go on them asking the Senate and Congress to help bail them out with their NIL deals so they can screw over athletes and make money on their TV deals. And I'm a big okay with this. 
Now, if any of the conferences vote against it, it won't go into place until 2026. If all 12 conferences, or is it all 11 conferences or whatever it is, if they're all unanimous in this, then they can start it here after this uh, two years after the season. So we can start after 2024, or it's going to start in 2026, based on what they get done here. I just think it's so funny. They're negotiating these $7 billion DV deals, network deals, like, okay, we got this done. Athletes make a million dollars. Oh, it's, it's a mess. It's not fair. Big 10 teams, is it fair that your schools are going to each get $100 million a year while Mac schools get 10, don't even get $10 million a year? Well, that's different. Oh, different, huh? It's <laughs> ridiculous. Full of it. All right, what to wrap with this? Serena Williams, Serena's swan song. And this podcast is delayed because I wanted to watch it. Well, you're probably listening to it. It's, Serena's match has been over for a while now. But she knocks off the second seed in the U.S. Open. She's through the second round. And this is a great story. I hope she wins. Hope she wins. Is she going to win? Probably not. But I hope she does. Now, New York, the U.S. Open, 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago, it was Jimmy Connors before Jim Courier took care of him. 17 years ago, 16 years ago, was it? 16 years ago. Andre Agassi went in there and fought to the end. Remember watching those? It's awesome. Great stories. And now you have Serena Williams. A better than 15 years. So think about who's going to be fighting for the end there in 15 years. It'll be Djokovic. I don't know who it'll be. What's funny about that is they're all Americans. Something special about that, right? America, New York, the end of your career. And... You know, all-time greats, which they are, aren't great anymore all the time. But they can be great for a limited time. All-time greats, again, I'll say it. All-time greats at the end of their career aren't great all the time, but they can be great in real time. In the moment. So I was thinking these guys over the age of 40 what is she doing here? And it gets only two rounds. She gets bounced in the third round. It's a neat story. She keeps advancing and gets to this thing. Look, you know, we talk about Jack Nicholas at the Masters. I, I thought what Tiger Woods, with all his injuries, it was a greater achievement, even though Tiger was younger. What was Tiger when he did that? 42, 40, 43 when he did that? Jack was 46. So Tiger Woods on the other age of on the other side of 40. Serena's 40 on the dot. Jimmy Connors was 38, 37, so he wasn't quite 40 yet. Tom Brady's and put that in its class by itself. That's that's landing on the moon compared to discovering the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Bigger achievements than the other. That, that's where he's on his own. He's on his own rocky celestial body in the heavens. As I look around at uh, other individuals and their achievements, George Foreman knocking out Michael Moore over the age of 40. I remember I was a freshman in high school watching that. It was on HBO. It's like, oh, my God, she already knocked him out because Moore was going to win. Foreman knocked him out in the final round. It's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Talking about guys in their 40s, gals in their 40s, one last fight. And I was trying to think of women in their 40s because just the opportunity's not there as much. 
This is one of them. So enjoy it. Now I'll watch the majors if it's a big match and there's big names. Serena's a draw. So Serena, Tiger Woods, in the last five or six years, Tom Brady continues to do it over the age of 40. And I, you know, the other one that's taking place right now is Albert Pujols as he tries to track down 700, which I think he'll get. Dude's going to hit six home runs in 37 game, 38 games, whatever it is. I like how people saying this is rigged now. It's rigged. It's rigged to get him to 700. It's rigged. It's rigged. So a bunch of teams in the playoff hunt are serving up fastballs for what? I always like anybody that thinks anything in sports is rigged. Now in the all-star game, did was it was it Hideo Nomo that fed Kaurikin Jr. fastball and hit it out of the park? Oh, okay, you can sell me on that. It's an all-star game. But selling me on a regular season where a guy's got a contract and he's got to keep his ERA down, going up there throwing tube shots for what? It's kind of like that thing where you heard that Roger Goodell made a secret deal with Jeff Frischer and the Rams to draft Michael Sam because homosexual, and by drafting him, they were going to give them help. Well, help with what? The NBA is rigging this, so there's another game in this series. You would never ever have, ever have a series go to seven games. I always try to tell people this. If you're rigging something, it would never go to a seventh game. Oh, yeah, what, so they can make more money. Really? Let's say you did that and you rigged the NBA Finals to go seven games. You had Golden State lose, and you're rigging to go to seven, so Golden State wins. And Steph Curry goes out and turns his ankle in the first two minutes. Or a couple years ago, Clay Thompson tears his, was it his Achilles? Kevin Durant goes out and tears something. So much for rigging it. It would never get to seven. Enjoy Serena. But again, Albert Pulse, this is neat. This is neat. Something that's over the age of 40 now, I look at go, okay, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. So Serena Swan song, Tiger Woods up has a chance to be very similar to what Tiger Woods did a couple years ago. What Pulse is doing now. It's neat. Enjoy these stars while you have them. Because someday they're going to be retired and they're going to be watching. I was I spent like an hour the other night watching old Mike Tyson fights on ESPN. I'm like, good God, I didn't appreciate this enough when I was a kid. You never really do. Harbaugh Sports, The Bar, Podcast Media, Audio, Radio, Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Twitter, Instagram, at Harbaugh Sports. Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, The Bar. Also, Harbaugh Sports, the Facebook page, Harbaugh Sports, the YouTube channel, and HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.